Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, today I'm here with uh, Kiwan Donahue. We're uh, continuing our, I guess you'd say, series on basically just trying to have some conversations with some of our firefighters and get to know them a little better, let the department get to know them, but also using it you know, as kind of a, a recruitment tool to help people get to know our firefighters, see how they came into the fire service and see some of the things that motivate them and, and hear about some of their experiences as a firefighter. So Kiwan, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, so, you know, we'll just get started. You know, I, you and I've met a few times. We haven't really worked together too much on a daily basis. Uh, we've been on some committees and things. So just tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you, where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from Danville, Virginia. Uh, it's in uh, South Central uh, Virginia. Um, uh, probably about the size of, say, Petersburg. Uh, mm -hmm. um, Petersburg. So, what was um, what was life like in Danville growing up for you? Danville was uh, has always been a, uh, a textile community, a hardworking community, a school of one, uh, a town of one, one high school. Um, um, people people tend to know each other, or you know someone that knows someone uh, around the city. Um, um, would say a close knit community. Um, it's just a pretty much it's a small town. So, what did you growing up? What was like like? Um, tell me a little bit about your parents. What were they? Um, were well, they from Danville? What did they do for a living? Uh, my dad was a truck driver, uh, and my mom she worked in the dry cleaners for uh, thirty years. She also worked as a crossing guard for the Danville Police Department, um, and um, just hard workers overall um, mm -hmm. growing up. Do you have brothers and sisters? Um, I do have a well. My my brother he um, he passed away a couple of years ago, uh, and uh, my sister she she um, she lives down in Danville now. Okay, so so um, high school like what were you into? You play sports yes, or what kind of hobbies did you have? I was uh, all all state in football. Uh, I ran track. Um, well, I ran track later on in high school. Uh, before then, I, I was uh, did field events, uh, discus and shot put. Mm -hmm. um, played defensive end um, for George Washington, GW Danville. I have to put that out there. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> um, and went to the military uh, after after high school because I didn't have, necessarily have the grades. Mm -hmm. um, what branch? I went to the army mm -hmm. um, uh, from two thousand one to uh, the end of two thousand five. Uh, and then at, at that point, um, I got out and settled into the, the Petersburg area. So. so during the so you were in during the Iraqi War. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. what was that like for you? Um, I guess to go back, I, I can't say that my my mindset was to join the military uh, at the time. I just kind of ended up in the military and I enjoyed it because mm -hmm. um, I didn't really know what I was doing going to do after after school. And I remember my recruiter coming in and. Uh, with my MOS of civil affairs, and my recruiter's like, "Oh, it's, don't worry, you're ready to go to college, and everything is going to be great, and you're not going to, you know, you, I don't see a mission across seas for, for uh, civil affairs." And uh, I'm not sure how much he he knew at the time, but uh, I remember going into my unit, and my and my first sergeant asking me, "Are you ready to deploy?" Uh, and that was. Uh, what, what, was, uh, what time of year in 2001 did you join? This was 2000, December 10th, 2001. I was here at the MEPS in... in so that was after 9-11. Mm -hmm. So yep. you had to have probably had an idea that maybe things well, were going to change at that point. 9-11, I, 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 I remember, uh, remember um, very, um, very vividly. I remember, remember looking at the towers and um, watching, you know... Uh, 
primarily firefighters because I always want to be a firefighter. Something that's always, I mean, even if I, even at um, 37 now, even going back home, people um, remember me as, as the kid that I always, always wanted to be the firefighter, you know. Um, and I remember looking at the, at the towers and all I could think about was uh, the, the, the first responders and the firefighters in the building. That's, that's what I saw. Um, so let's back up for a second. You just said that people thought of you as the one that always wanted to be a firefighter. Oh yeah, that was always a dream. Of that's, yours that's, always, that's always that's always been. Were you a volunteer, or um, you, where did you get that desire to be a firefighter? Uh, that's that's a that's interesting uh, because my mom's friends, that uh, her, her her girlfriends, they always just like he was he was destined to be a firefighter. As, as crazy as that may sound. Um, um, I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have family members that's in the fire service. It's just something that I've always wanted to do. My mom would tell a story even today that she remembers. She was driving in a car and and, a, and she called the fire wagon uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> for um, back then. She's like, you know, the fire wagon went by and she said, I remember you making this sound. Um, and she said, I didn't know what was going on. You were in the back seat and you know you you pretty much just were you know look, trying to look out the window and. Uh, the fire service has, you know, always been something that's, I've always made my way no matter where I've been. Uh, when I was stationed at Fort Hood, uh, I, I found a local fire department in Colleen and Harker Heights and volunteered there in the combination department. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got back to the area, I, I found uh, Dinwiddie Fire and Hopewell and, and South South Virginia Emergency Crew. Uh, I've always found my way back to, to, uh, Public public safety mm-hmm. somewhere no matter where I go no matter what my primary job is so I've always wanted to do it and I enjoy doing it so so we'll go back to two thousand one mm-hmm. um, so you joined the military so then what was what was that experience like did you end up deploying yeah I deployed I deployed twice mm-hmm. uh, I got I left um, got out of basic training uh, three months later I deployed to Afghanistan uh, came back and uh, um, went on active duty. I deployed as a reservist, went on active duty, and then uh, deployed again when I went to Fort Hood. And so you do your time in the military, and you mentioned you were volunteering and kind of, you know, being in the fire service, participating in the fire service. And then what was your first career job in the fire service? My first career job uh, was in Hopewell, city of Hopewell. I got hired by um, Hopewell Fire in uh, 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, And... um, from, I was a firefighter from 2009 till uh, 2013, and uh, by the end of 2013, I got promoted to captain mm-hmm. uh, with with Hopewell Fire, um, and I was there until uh, when I, I guess 2019, maybe 18, 19 when I got came here. Mm-hmm. So, so what was Hopewell like? I mean, that's a that's a pretty pretty big chunk of time. How was your time there in Hopewell? I mean, it sounds like you were doing pretty well. Got promoted. Is is that is that uh captain kind of the first step up in Hopewell? Like is there a lieutenant rank? There is, is there on the books there's a lieutenant rank, but um they don't feel they haven't filled they feel that position. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just pretty much you're uh you're kind of right in the middle of um you're you doing all the lieutenant stuff, but at the same time you you can sit in the position of battalion chief when the battalion chief off. So you kind of got a a mix a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a captain, as a captain, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so tell me more about that. What what was uh, what was that experience like for you? What did you what did you learn? What did you see a lot of fire? Um, I saw I saw. I mean, um, what was eleven point three square miles? Uh, it's unique. Um, 
by the uh, industry, right? The industry, I, I laugh uh, because uh, a lot of people haven't actually ventured into Hopewell. Mm-hmm. They just assume <laughs> what they, you know, and they, 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 you know, you cross the, you cross the bridge, and, and the truth of the matter is, you have everything and uh, everything cramped into eleven point three square miles, where you got high, um, you have um, uh, half a million dollar houses uh, to heavy industry interface to. Um, um, subsidized housing areas. Um, um, so you, you have it all, you have a stretch of 295 in there as well, uh, a mile 295 in there as well that, that you covered. Um, and a river. And a, yeah, and a river, yeah. Um, so I, I think that you, you, you have a, um, the ability to, to see a little bit of everything in staffing. You didn't have nearly as many people as we have here. So literally, you could finish a, a be at a structure fire. Uh, Clear up there, or or three people get in a, a unit and go back down to the station and pick up the fire boat to go on the, get on the river to to go uh, go uh, pretty much tow somebody back or find someone. Um, you know, it, it was really really a dynamic experience. Uh, it was a um, from an experience standpoint, it was it was a good place to work. Um, that's that's what I found. What about? Um Obviously, you were a supervisor. How was that? Was that your first supervisory experience, or uh, I was a sergeant in the military, but mm-hmm. uh, in the civilian world, and it's it's a big difference uh, in, right. the, in, the, in the military uh, being a uh, an NCO versus coming to the civilian world and and, and thinking some of those uh, some of those things correlate. Other others don't really correlate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and Even in a paramilitary organization, right? that's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, for me, the, the experience in, uh, in leadership uh, in, in Hopewell, it was some challenges. Um, it, was a, it was a lot of wins, I will say. Um, a lot of uh, my, my, my people were great. You know, the people that, that, that I, um, and I like to look at leadership as, you know, you serve your people. That's how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I took, you know, in, in that middle level management, my, my I align myself with the organization, but I need to serve my people and take care of them. And taking care of them means helping and training them, getting them to wherever they want to be to promote the side of the organization. So on that side, I had, I mean, I, I, I mean, I had really, really good people that, that you know, were about you know service. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Richmond kind of was the first department in the area to really look at hiring laterals, mm-hmm. which for a lot of for a lot of career firefighters, that's a uh, moving to depart a new department as a deterrent in a lot of ways because you don't want to have to start over, you know. Especially go through a full academy, those kinds of things. So that opportunity obviously came up for you. What was? But you had, you know, for a firefighter, to me, it kind of makes sense. But for someone like you who was already spent nine years, you've been promoted, you're really established in the organization. What kind of? What went into your decision to leave there and come to Richmond? Well, <clears throat> uh, it's, it was a couple things, and like I said, the the, the people that um, uh, my crews and, and the people that um, um, that were assigned to me um, were great. Um, I will say that um, when I came to Richmond. And I and, and I came in in a part in a part time capacity at first, mm-hmm. and I remember uh, I was driving the box truck um, over at engine fourteen, and a gentleman uh, came out and 
he hadn't met me. Hadn't met me. He was a Richmond, Richmond, he was a Richmond firefighter. And he said, um, hey, you know, um, you need to come over here. Where, where, you, where you work? I said, I'm a, I'm a captain in Hopewell, Virginia. He's like, man, we need, we need guys like you over here, man. You, you know, you over here working hard. And when he said that, it, it was something that, uh, that little, that little compliment, it, it, it started to, it, it started to break away something that I didn't know that, that I was, I was missing because like I said, my people were good, but from the, the other half that I, you know, I had to serve wasn't, so, wasn't, wasn't necessarily good, you know, wasn't necessarily good. Um, mm -hmm. and well, so a lot of fire departments are not as diverse as our fire department. Is that kind of some of it? Did some of that go into it? Is that what I, we're, you know, you're talking about? Did well, you have some negative experiences oh, yes. related to race? Yes, I, I, I had some uh, negative experiences related to, to race uh, over my time as a, uh, as a, as a firefighter. Um, and um, I can tell you that, I, I mean, I was told that I got promoted because I was black. You know, I, that came, that came, you know, it didn't matter that I finished number one on the test, which I did. It didn't matter that I got the highest uh, interview, because I did. It didn't matter that if you looked at my disciplinary, uh, you look at my, at my personnel file, it, didn't, it had nothing but firefighter of the year and accolades and training in it. It had no disciplinary action. Um, none of that mattered. It just mattered, you know, because of that lack of diversity, I felt that it was... Um, I felt like I was kind of an odd man out um, once uh, once the leadership shifted. You know, and it, it's a hard thing to live up to. You know, um, certainly I have seen and experienced myself similar situations, and it it places some pressure on you because you feel like you're being held to a higher standard. You feel pressure to prove to people that. Uh, that you do deserve the position and that, you know, your decisions are going to be scrutinized more than someone else's. Right. And um, so that's a that's a hard thing to deal with sometimes. How did you, but obviously you, you did well. How did you reconcile that or what motivated you to push through that? Um, I guess the biggest, I think when you... Um you know the fire service because we say because we call it the paramilitary organization. I call it the poison of the paramilitary organization from the standpoint that in the military a lot of times you're told to shut up and follow orders. Mm -hmm. you're, you're told to to be quiet. Um, and if we if we mimicked, you know, the uh, military, that's what people would do. Um, and I got to the point where I could no longer assimilate. I had to be me um, because a lot of times I was carrying that. I was carrying that. Um, that weight on or off and off duty. You know, I understand being, you know, being a, a good citizen, but I was carrying a lot of that stuff um, with me. And I think the, um, I guess the way I, I um, the way I overcame it is I, I you know, I, I just looked at the people first, you know, um, I honestly had a um, thought process that everything's gonna be okay. And then I saw the reality. You know, uh, it was some things that occurred that I was like, oh, maybe it's not going to be okay. Uh, and the, the Richmond, um, I looked around, like I said, working working part time over here, and I looked around at the different, uh, just 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 uh, just great. I, I felt a great department, and I still, I mean, I think Richmond is a great department because mm -hmm. if you haven't been anywhere 
if you if you only been in Richmond, you have no idea how good it really, really is compared to other places. Mm -hmm. um, and when I got, I mean, when I got here, I, I just uh, I love it. You know, I, I love being here. Uh, it was a it, it, it re like I told you as a little as a little as a little boy. This was a dream of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, if the Lord called me home today, I, I I can say I live my dream. Um, mm -hmm. And but I, I think that my my um, things were becoming a little darker in, in you know in my previous um, place. And when I got to Richmond, everything was restored. Um, I will say that it gave me a new a new a new lease on on living that dream and and, and maximizing it. Mm -hmm. So that's how I mean I guess that's how I would say that. Coming to Richmond was how I got. You know, and that's um, when they, when you look at like diverse organizations. You know, it's one thing to say that you are diverse and you have the numbers of you know that fit into categories of diversity. But then there's the whole idea of inclusion, right. which is a whole different concept. Which means not only are you diverse, but are are the are the different groups of people able to be themselves and right. and there's this concept of like bringing your whole self to work it sounds like maybe in your old organization you weren't really able to do that and no. it sounds like now you are maybe right. and yeah. i think that's really you know a really good thing and probably refreshing and um you know something that i think you know we strive for as an organization is to to embrace that no matter who you are but um how do you how do you see yourself now that you've been here uh, you, you know, you said you you like you feel better a new lease on your department. How has that changed, or how does that affected what your goals are within our organization? Um, it, pretty much when um, I said I wanted to um, be a battalion chief by the time I retire, um, that's my that's been my goal ever since. I mean, that was even the goal with the uh, with the previous um, um, department, um, and that's just my goal. Period. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, come you know, coming to Richmond, you know, for me, um, you're around people. That's that's not even something that I don't have that pressure anymore. You know, I, I look I look to my left and I look to my right, um, and you know, you see people um, that you can go talk to, and 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 you don't have. It's not necessarily a. Um, you're not looking for validation. You know, if that if that if that makes sense, you know, in the past you're looking for validation and um, Richmond um, for me from day one, um, I got I got assigned to uh, engine 22 a shift. And I remember it was it was interesting um, because I went from being a like I said, being a captain to being a rookie. <clears throat> and I remember um, uh, Captain Neville was my captain and I said, Hallie Neville. Hallie Neville, yes. Mm -hmm. I I I kind of went back into this regressive mode where it's like, let me stay right here with the. And I'm looking at everybody else moving, and, and she came to me. And she said, um, "Donahue, you know what you're doing, so do it." And that was just so empowering to me. I mean, it just it's right away, you know, being able to join the team. Um, they also, um, you know. If she, if things were decisions to be made on things, she, you know, she would ask, you know, whether it be around a firehouse, she would ask, hey, what do you think about this? You know, that's not, that's something that, that, you know, I got an orange helmet on. Yeah, I got an orange helmet on. I remember 
uh, when I when I went to uh, Truck Eight, you know, they'd asked around who wanted to transfer, and and uh, I was still an Orange Hamlin, and they're like, well, you. I said, well, no, I don't. You don't say no as a rookie. You don't, you could have said no. I said, you know, the fact that I said, that's a that's that's amazing to me because that's not how I was raised because of my previous uh, experience, but. Um, just being able to sit at a table and, and be on be on committees, you know, being on the I was on a high rise committee and being able to bring bring uh, your 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 knowledge, skills, and experiences to the table and be heard and contribute mm-hmm. to the organization. You know, for me, that's all. That's all. You know, that's all I ever wanted to do is be able to contribute to the organization, mm-hmm. no matter what I'm a part of. It's not about being in the limelight. It's about being able to be a contributor. Mm-hmm. And Richmond, from from the time I uh, re- left the academy, I've been able to find a way. They give you opportunities. Richmond gives you opportunities to contribute to the organization. And they welcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the that's one of the biggest things that 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 I found here that I, I love. You know, you can be as actively engaged in things as, as much as you want to. So so, talk a little bit if you could about. You know, there's this popular book. Um, I think it used to even be like a required reading when we first got promoted. That Buddy the Boss, right? Mm-hmm. That idea of you know you're one of the guys, but now you're a supervisor, so you have to have sort of a, mm-hmm. you know, you have to act like a supervisor. But you know, you went from boss to buddy. You know, what is that like? You know, being in charge of a crew and then having to take a step back, and now you're just the firefighter again. How has that transition been for you? I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier in terms of fire ground, but is that is it been difficult, refreshing? Um, um, it's 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 very it's interesting um, because you ask a lot of questions, and uh, you know sometimes questions can come across the wrong way, and it's say what are we you know what are we what were we trying to do here? And you know because people know where you, you know your previous experience, you know it's like. Um, but a lot of times, uh, the, those things that you learned in those positions, you don't, you, you still see them from, from the standpoint of the boss. I don't, I don't necessarily, um, tell people what to do, but mm-hmm. I can see, I, I kind of get that. I still keep that big picture, mm-hmm. um, thought process. Um, and, um, it's just been, for me, it's, it's been a lot of it's because of my, my crew. Um, they know that. You know what? What my what my background was coming in the, in the door, and they'll joke on me sometimes because I'll give the politically correct answer about something. Like, no, we want the. I said, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm sorry. That's what I default to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I default to, and uh, um, but I just um, for me, it's been an easy. The transition has been for me so easy. Um, I, I I had a good place. Um, really good. Really good officers. Really good officers that um, that welcomed um, welcomed me um, and um, and pretty much you know helped me you know didn't didn't tell me to suppress mm-hmm. the, those thought pro, you know those thoughts with, is related to your experience bring those things to the table mm-hmm. you know well, utilize those tools yeah and a good leader I think right. is going to recognize that you know you have something to give it's right. like having a you know an extra perspective you might not normally have, you know, because you don't often get someone that has officer experience that's a firefighter for you. Maybe sometimes if they've been an officer in a, uh, 
career or volunteer department or something, but still it's not a day to day kind of the same things, the challenges that are involved with career officers. So um, it's good that they value, have valued that and let you contribute in that way and let you maybe keep those skills, yeah, you know, because yeah. it sounds like maybe you want to use them again yes, one day. I do. So, <laughs> um, well, um, what is uh what is how has the difference been i mean you described hopewell hopewell a little bit and in a lot of ways it sounds like richmond um maybe with the exception of some you know the, the amount of high rise that we have but how's that transition in terms of uh environment work environment been you know or the call texture how has that how has that been uh for you you know um the fire, or is it? Has it been similar to what you experienced already, no. or no? There is it's, it's night and day. Um, just a just a mere um, amount of resources that we're able to put on the fire ground. It's something that that was probably the biggest biggest. I didn't understand. I was like, wow, this is a lot of people. I just didn't <laughs> understand it uh, when you were running. When when I was used to running with twelve. The fourteen people, including a secluded battalion chief, for a whole um, working fire. For a whole working fire, I think the the the, the least of I can say that, that um, uh, least amount of people I done had had to fight fire for was seven, um, and that that was so. Um, that was at least a night and day, you know, yeah. night and day. Um, I, I will say that taking it in all um, taking all pieces of pieces of uh, puzzle. Uh, Hopewell helped me kind of think, um, think outside the box when it came because you had to be creative. Yeah. Um, Richmond, um, Richmond has the resources, the standards in place, to, so that you can you can level up, as I say, in your fire service career. You know, um, and but you know those are good skills to have. I mean, I've told people a lot you know that there's there's a lot of aspects to this job but one of the biggest things that we are is problem solvers mm-hmm. you know you have to you never know what it, it, you know you may get called for something and it may come in as um it could come in as anything right. and then you show up and it's something totally different totally unexpected because mm-hmm. generally if people don't know what to do then they call oh, the fire right, department right. Yeah. and then we are the first ones there trying to assess the situation figure out how to handle it like you said, fortunately in Richmond, we normally have a lot of resources, mm-hmm. and so I can see where that would be really challenging to encounter some of those same kinds of puzzles with a lot less tools <laughs> to, to uh, at your disposal. Right. So um, it sounds like that was a, a valuable experience, but I'm glad that you've been able to experience <laughs> Richmond as well. It sounds like maybe it's a little bit easier. Oh, it is. It is, it is <laughs> but different. You know, yeah, it, 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 it's still challenging, right. but in different ways, I guess. Right. Well, Richmond, I'll tell you the, the probably the biggest biggest piece of Richmond um, that uh, that that I probably uh, learned was uh, it's like going and it's not in a bad way uh, it's like going from say um, the a smaller conference in sports like a small conference in sports to the SEC one of the fastest uh, conferences in in in. In, uh, in college sports, mm-hmm. um, Richmond is fast. Richmond is a, is an aggressive department. Uh, I will say that uh, you, you hit the ground running. Um, that's that was probably the biggest biggest piece of it. I think because in the you know and as an officer before, I set the tone 
kind of for you know it's like they got a orchestra you know here like no you hitting the ground running and and we're aggressive and we're gonna get after it and we're gonna get the fire out we're gonna get to uh we're gonna get to you know uh we're gonna pro- solve the problem as quickly as possible mm-hmm. so i will say that was a big that was a big learning curve from like wow he, they are fast mm-hmm. so well you know i'm certainly i appreciate you taking the time to talk with me it's good to get to know you a little bit better I'm happy that you've been able to achieve your dream. Uh, we're certainly happy to have you here in Richmond and uh, certainly wishing you success on some of your other aspirations. And, uh, and just thank you again for taking time to talk with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Keelan.